Good morning, everyone, and welcome to this very special edition of Freeman Means Business Wonder Women in Business podcast. Everyone has a story, and on our podcast, we love to give a voice to the women whose story is moving, meaningful, and compelling. I say very special edition for two reasons. Today's guest is a very good friend of mine. I have admired her from afar. I have known her deeply and well, but only virtually. I have never actually met Catherine Liu of Lou Edwards Group. She is phenomenal. I'm sure most of my listeners have heard of her. She is probably one of the sharpest political strategists I've ever met, and, and that's saying a lot. I know a lot of you out there. And I also today would like to introduce to the world my new Friday podcast co-host, Janelle Carlson. Welcome to the show. You're going to be remarkable. Next week, you'll fly solo on this podcast. Um, but I want people to know a little bit about you. You are a full-time sales um, person looking for opportunities within tech companies. Uh, in the meantime, you do lots of wellness coaching and you develop the foundations of self-love for growth and transformation. And that, my friends, is really key, especially right now in this climate of transition. Where are we? How do we work from home? How are we impactful? If you're like I am, you're working 15 and 16 hours a day and failing to take time out for self-care. So Janelle, thank you for that. I also want to say that um, Catherine Liu and Janelle Carlson uh, will be friends after this podcast, but have not met one another prior to this podcast. Uh, they are both communications experts. Janelle worked in communications for years and is still seeking full-time opportunities, but I am very fortunate to have her interview Catherine today on the show. So ladies, take it away. Thank you so much, Susan. And I'm so appreciative of the honor to be on this podcast and also to interview you, Catherine. I've been reading about your background. It's so impressive. And it would just be great to start out. Just tell us about yourself. Thank you, Janelle. It is wonderful to share Friday morning with the two of you. And before I answer your question, I just want to acknowledge Susan Freeman and her tremendous leadership and efforts in these challenging times for us all to keep focus and give voice to women um, who want to share their stories and lift others up. Janelle, it is fabulous to uh, spend some time visiting with you this morning. Hmm, a little bit about myself. Well, I'm known as a political organizer and communications expert. I'm a native of San Francisco and the daughter of immigrants who came to this country as children and young people to seek a better life. So I come from the immigrant tradition of um, hope, inspiration, hard work. And as such, I want to say that I'm also the product of illegal immigration, though my parents did obtain citizenship and have spent years working, paying taxes, helping people to exercise their democratic right to vote. And um, I do believe that this country is one that has had a tradition of welcoming people from all backgrounds and should have that tradition moving forward. How that affects um, uh, my work and my journey and my story. So as a member of the Asian community, 
and the daughter of Chinese parents. Uh, little girls were essentially raised at that time to be seen and not heard. And so my journey starts um, when I created a family scandal by wanting to go to college to earn an education in my own right and not simply to find the nice boy to marry. And along the way, uh, as um, someone that ended up being the first in my family to attend uh, Cal, was discovered. <laughs> yes, was, and I know that your son is there, uh, Susan. So um, I hope that's having a marvelous experience and one that will continue to be transformed once we're out of this pandemic. But well, if he turns way, out to be half the woman or half the person you are, Kathy, oh, it's worth and, it. Yes, thank you. And I should say, by the way, that I'm happy to uh, spend time chatting with him if it's ever helpful. So, Aw, yes. so nice. Very good. So um, I was discovered on Sprawl Plaza um, when I was volunteering at uh, a Greenpeace table by activists that said that woman could be a great organizer. And so um, uh, some activism at Cal and, and a law degree at USF later, I um, did find my calling as a political activist and uh, worked as a staffer um, to former se state center senator and then mayor Lonnie Hancock of Berkeley. And then was uh, uh, tapped to join a couple of um, political consulting firms led by men. After doing a seven year tour of duty, I then made the <laughs> scary, but ultimately empowering decision to establish the Lou Edwards Group, which has now been open for 23 years. Wow, it's amazing. So amazing. And Catherine, as you're talking, I just feel like you're this like peaceful warrior. You're out there fighting for California, for teachers, for nurses, and doing all this amazing work. But your like aura and your voice is so incredibly grounded and calming. So I'm just so impressed by just that that little intro. So Catherine, what, when you look back, what would you say is your proudest professional accomplishment? My proudest professional accomplishment, I think that that can be characterized in two different buckets. So on a personal level, and um, you know, as I mentioned, our firm opened 23 years ago, when frankly, there weren't a lot of women doing this work at this level. Today, in today's vibrant political environment, we see um, skilled tacticians from all backgrounds and many women um, pushing um, a social justice, democratic, and um, inclusive agenda moving forward. But at the time, the rap on the street, so to speak, was, well, women can be political fundraisers because they know how to throw parties, mm. but they certainly could not be the general. And working in a very male-dominated industry 
was extremely difficult. So after what was a very long uh, uh, seven-year tour of duty, I made the very scary decision to hang out my own shingle. And I felt like Sally Field. I felt like, hmm, <laughs> I've been doing all this work for seven years, but does will anyone actually know that I did it? And so it was really frightening. Um, at the time, the internet wasn't what it was today. And because of the, I will say, hostile and dismissive environment towards women doing political work at that time, it was called the Lou Edwards Group because at the time you couldn't easily figure out who was running the joint because the internet was still in its infancy. And so the Lou Edwards group was, shall we say, strategically mysterious. And we hooked up our phone lines and opened our office. There was no furniture in it. And literally the following day, the phone started ringing off the hook. And people wanted to come in and have meetings. And I said, oh my goodness, we have no furniture. <laughs> And so it really took off from there. And that was my proudest um, personal achievement because I, I did feel like Sally Field. You like me. You really <laughs> like me. But I would, would say that my greatest professional accomplishment, and uh, I am so humbled, and it has been such a privilege to be in this role. The Lou Edwards Group philosophy is to empower people to protect, maintain, and improve their own communities. And to inspire people to, yes, take voter action to do these things. And to represent candidates who may still not be fully represented in leadership, such as women and people of color. And so on the community empowerment side, it's been our honor to enact $38.5 billion in public funding with a 95% win rate at the ballot box, where people are giving generously of themselves to improve classrooms, emergency rooms, libraries, to maintain public safety and quality of life. And we find in the campaigns and um, partnerships that we foster that we're able to reach out to people irrespective of background, party affiliation, and what would be known as differences to unite them around a common and collective good. And of course, we always feel that it's an honor to have more of our elected officials reflect the wonderful diversity in the state of California and have to support more women and people of color who want to take that leadership step. Wow, That's amazing. So blown away by you. you your way you have, basically your entire life has been dedicated to others and it's just phenomenal, the activism is how you empower you are a Wonder Woman on the stage, basically making inroads for for the diversity that that we need in our world. So, wow. thank you, and that's why podcasts 
and communications like these are so important because many of us, and that's why um, it's so important, Susan, that you are leading the way on this. Many of us draw from our own experiences. And so Janelle, when you mentioned the work that I do, I do view myself and our organization in partnership with our local communities. But of course, our passion for doing so, and my passion, comes from our own journey and path. So it was my father that taught me never to cross a picket line because I ended up being a very sickly child, always at the doctor. I was allergic to virtually everything. And he was a member of the butcher's union. We came from, of course, solid working class roots. And I remember him sitting on his lap and him saying, now remember, Without the union, I couldn't take you to the doctor. I couldn't pay for your health care. Never cross a picket line. Always remember where you came from. And I remember being a little girl and riding on his shoulders and he was holding my feet. And we went to a giant parking lot where I grew up actually, which was in the Salinas Valley during a time when the UFW and Cesar Chavez were organizing around um, workers' rights. And we went to, I remember being a little girl, we went to a huge parking lot where there are hundreds of people to hear, my father said, someone very famous and important speak. And it ended up, it was uh, uh, Bobby Kennedy on wow. whistle stop tour through the Central Valley in the presidential primary that year. So those are experiences individually and collectively are what motivates many of us and Janelle and Susan I'm sure the two of you um, in what you do. Yes, that's such a great story how motivating and I have chills when you said that so my favorite book that I own on my bookshelves is the collected speeches of Bobby Kennedy and when I met my husband, he came over for our first date and he saw that book and said, I have that book on my bookshelf and, and we're nerds. So that was, that was love at first sight of our books. <laughs> very, what? very great story. Amazing story. And as Susan in this podcast says, every woman has a story that's meaningful and you have so many amazing stories, Catherine. It would be really fun to hear about, you know, you talked about your upbringing and, you know, as daughter of immigrants and you've had so many influence throughout your life. Who would you say is your most inspirational mentor along the way? Well, it's so hard to um, limit uh, to just one, but um, someone that comes to mind is as I mentioned, my first job out of law school was um, I was tapped by the then mayor of Berkeley, Lonnie Hancock, who then went on to become a, a state senator in the seat that is now occupied by Nancy Skinner. She tapped me to join her staff in Berkeley during a very unique and wonderful time. The mayor, the city auditor, the city attorney, and half of the city council were women. Yay. And it was really incredible to watch and learn as a young professional staffer, political staffer at that time, 
what women bring to the table and, and to leadership and to um, really draw um, those lessons of um, leadership, collaboration, hard work, and most importantly, for many of us, vote counting. Um, and then um, on a personal level, um, someone that's obviously very important in my life, and this has been a blessing for me, is I happen to be married to a man who has been wonderfully supportive of my journey. And it is such a blessing. Um, Susan, I know that you know this because I know you and Mike yeah. and how you mutually support each other. Um, we should all be fortunate to have spouses that support um, our journey. But I remember um, 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 the day that uh, Lloyd said to me, well, um, and he knew how to get me being a member of the Asian community, he knew, he knew exactly what to say to me. He said, it is time for you to learn how to put your own rice on the table. Oh, wow. And, and he um, comes from more of a, if you will, all I knew all my life, all my adult life at that point, was how to be an organizer and political tactician. I had no idea how to run a business. And of course that was his expertise. And so he was wonderfully supportive of me and joined me in the enterprise of the Lou Edwards group and uh, has been a real champion. So he's been inspiring to me um, in his own right. And I love seeing um, you two on Facebook. Uh, you show the love that you have and the respect. It's almost like you just started dating. <laughs> <laughs> it's really cute. Yes. Well, it's great to have a strong partner that can support each other in life. That's what it's all about. So, Yes. And Janelle and Susan, I'm sure that the same is true for the both of you. Of course, we, there are, for me, for us, figures that are also inspiring to us, like um, Rosa Parks yes, and Dolores Huerta, strong, powerful, fierce women that had the courage to uh, speak about social justice and really spend their lives in their own manners and styles, organizing for the future generation. Those are two other fierce women warriors who are inspiring to me. You know, Catherine, let me ask you, have you seen Mrs. America? I'm not sure which streaming service it's on, but it is amazing. It is right up your alley. You could have written it. You live it. You walk that walk. If you haven't seen it, both of you should check it out. Mrs. America. Susan, thank you. I saw your post on that and I can't wait to watch it. As you, the two of you must find, I'm not someone with a lot of free time, but it's definitely, right. can't wait. Yeah. I definitely will put that on my watch list. I, I shouldn't have a lot of free time, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, coronavirus. Exactly. You're not alone, my friend. I hear you. I hear you. Well, 
Catherine, you know, you personally have been one that lifts women throughout your journey. And as Susan and I, well, the reason why we were so probably attracted to each other and wanted to work together is we both have this strong belief that women should be there to lift each other up. So given that, how would you advise other women to support women in business or in their careers? Yes, and congratulations to you both on this wonderful collaboration uh, that you're starting. And I'm so honored to be uh, this morning's podcast guest in your inaugural uh, uh, podcast with Wonder Women in Business, uh, Janelle. Um, but I want to say a couple of things about this because I see it close up and personal because, of course, many of the political candidates that are firm champions are women. And, and uh, I want to share some interesting experiences um, and perspectives I have when um, uh, we've represented men and uh, we've represented women. So of course, I want to preface this by saying that all candidates that we've represented are valued and have uh, leadership qualities and vision that we value and appreciate. That being said, there is a very distinct difference in how men and women uh, deploy themselves in the world in which I travel, the political world. So as a political consultant, I do find that uh, nine times out of 10, when I call a man to track him down and say, um, so-and-so, we must do this next, and oh, are you aware of this breaking news? And let's get out there right away with this message. And oh, how is that endorsement um, um, request going? I would say nine times out of 10, um, I get an immediate response. I ring through right away. I can text and get a text back within seconds. And such is not always the case with our uh, female candidates. And uh, I know that um, no one can see me on a podcast, but I'm smiling with deep gratitude and appreciation. So sometimes it takes me two hours, which is a lifetime to yeah. read one of my female candidates or the better part of a, a day and they've gone missing. Where are they? <laughs> and then finally I track them down and I say, so-and-so, where the heck have you been? I've been trying to reach you for hours. But the answers, oh, I was in court arguing a motion. I was attending a board meeting where important policy matters were being discussed. I'm so sorry, I was coaching my daughter's soccer game. And you know, I wouldn't have it any other way. And hence is the strong difference that I see in women. We are not only the wrapping paper and the bow, but the contents of the box. We are the multi-masters. We are the jugglers that juggle 10 different things every day. That's why, in the Asian community, we have the saying, women hold up more than half the sky. And, and so my advice for other women, I have a favorite saying, don't be afraid to cast your own shadow. Oh, I love I that. had the honor 
of um, representing a woman who we ultimately elected to mayor, whose um, husband had previously served in elected office. And when we represented her, she had been widowed for many years. And she would constantly reference him and what he would do and things like that. And I finally, one day I said, so-and-so, I so appreciate the fact that you draw inspiration and continued um, advice from your husband, rest in peace, but he is no longer here. He is no longer making these decisions. You are. So you know what we're going to do in this campaign. We are going to make sure that you are not afraid of casting your own shadow. And some of the advice that I give other women is bring vision to what you do and speak power to your own truth. And the advice that I would give other women wanting to support women is, first of all, remember to set the example yourself so that our girls and women can rally around that example. Define for yourself and show others, including women and girls, what is worth the fighting for, because it's different for all of us. For some, it's family, career, um, self-fulfillment or self-enlightenment. For others, it's all of the above and more. But most importantly, most importantly, find and embrace women earlier on their journeys and provide them with your generous encouragement and support, as the two of you are doing on this podcast. That is what we must all do individually and together to lift women up. I love that. That's such a courageous answer. Janelle, you're of the same mindset, I know, or you wouldn't be my co-host. Yeah, this is so fantastic. Chills. Chills from these, like, I've got them all written down. Don't be afraid to cast your own shadow. So I love it. relevant for, I mean, I, that rings true for me. I was. And I would like to close by telling another final story. Yes. When I was a fairly young organizer working at um, a male dominated the political consulting firm, one of our clients who was running for mayor, who happened to be a man, walked by my desk one day and stopped. This was during the period, you know, many of us did this earlier in our careers where we worked seven days a week, 14 to 15 hours a day. And I remember being exhausted and I was literally hunched over my desk. And this man stopped there and said, well, I don't just work hard, I work smart. <laughs> and then he marched away. And I thought to myself, what does that mean? And, but I've carried those words with me for so many years and shared them to, with other women. And working smart does uh, define itself differently and, and perhaps is a whole other topic for another podcast, should you ever <laughs> meet another guest and decide to, to, to have me on again. 
Absolutely. But, but working smart for me has been, and this is something that many women have difficulty with. Um, things like if you run your own business, learning how to manage your own money, taking credit oh, yeah. for what you do, and not only putting in the hours to provide, Susan, I've heard you say this on some of your other podcasts, providing that excellent service, but making sure that others know about that excellent service. Own so, your story. I mean, it's time. Yes. I'm so motivated by, by both of you. <laughs> I'm just having so much fun. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> You're terrific. So Catherine, you know, as we go through this, I was just talking to Susan last week. It was like, everybody has challenges, setbacks, and it's, you know, people think they're failures. It's just part of reality. But from your perspective, what's been your biggest challenge and how did you overcome it? Well, I do have to say that was a pretty significant, and I think that many women seeking greater and greater leadership experience this. I see it in our candidates and women office holders and others on the path. For myself and for many other women that I've had the honor of supporting over the years, making the transition to the next level of leadership can be very challenging and difficult. So when we opened the Lou Edwards group, I basically had to make the transition from servicing three or four projects on a daily basis and working for someone else and not having the added responsibility of attracting other clients to the firm and getting more high and more, uh, higher and higher profile jobs to then running the show. And it was a very difficult transition because, um, and um, um, it is very difficult to take that next step in leadership. Also that first year that we're in business, one of the brutal realities of um, the political world is even for us at this point, there's a constant process of proving yourself again. Yes over and over again, over every election cycle. So that very first year was very challenging. I had to make the transition from, oh, I get to um, be the, if you will, on the ground tactician for these three or four accounts to having a large staff, all of a sudden having a very, very large number of clients, being notwithstanding my years as a professional, the brand new firm <laughs> on the block. So getting the more difficult campaigns and frankly, losing some of those, you know, you get the run to, of the litter campaigns when you open your doors for the first time. Um, so that was challenging. So now 23 years later, I am grateful that we no longer have to sing, um, for our supper. So after the 2016 election cycle in 2017, January, we were bombarded with so many requests. We made the happy decision that 
oh, okay, we'll consider uh, representing you, but we will no longer go through a beauty contest of interviews <laughs> to have you decide you. to hire us. We will decide whether uh, we can represent you. And getting to that 95% win rate um, has been very empowering and, and um, joyful. But it did start with a, with a, how do I balance the books? Oh, we have to generate, uh, we have to raise capital. I remember going to a bank with my Vita and having the, the, trying to raise capital for the business and having the loan officer say, well, it's a good thing that you brought your Vita in because you look about 20 years old. And I remember driving away from the bank in a huff, going directly to a barber shop. I had waist length, long straight hair at the time and shouting, cut it off, cut it all off. <laughs> Give me a chin length bob. And just trying to transform myself because whether we like it or not, well, I believe that the contents of the box are the most important element. The color of the ribbon can be meaningful. Mm. So powerful. You're such a great storyteller, Catherine. It's really, um, I'm engaged. Like I find myself leaning into my uh, laptop to really third level listening, you know, engage in what you're saying. I'm in, imagining that's me or what would I do if I were you? Um, you're really a great storyteller and you have such a robust uh, career about which to tell those stories. I love learning more about, I, I know the you I've known for six years, but I didn't know these stories of your past. And it's, it's really compelling and really, I'm super grateful. Susan, thank you for continuing to open the door so we can all come through and tell our stories. I can only tell you that the Admiration Society is mutual. I've had <laughs> such fun listening to the stories of the other women that uh, you featured on, on your podcast and all of whom are women warriors in their own rights with their own styles and stories and experiences. We all benefit by hearing those stories. Absolutely, Catherine. And as you speak, my initial instinct of you being this peaceful warrior, it's like you just exude that for me. You're so resilient and courageous to to go through everything that you've been through. And we could definitely have a lot more legs to the, these stories. So how about this? We, this is a fun question that we love to ask. Can you tell us a surprising fact about you? You have so many good stories and surprises. Oh, Janelle, uh, I guess it's true confessions time. And it's okay <laughs> to share a secret which is particularly ironic given what you just said about my um, my Zen persona. And the fun fact is I have been known to use salty language. That is not unusual. <laughs> and sometimes, sometimes I, I have to coach myself, okay, no F-bombs today. And so I'm not embarrassed to say that my mantra started last night. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> when, I was, 
putting myself in the right frame of mind to tell stories on your podcast. Okay. There will be no F-bombs tomorrow. No F-bombs. <laughs> that is so great. So I know that you, uh, you know me better than Janelle knows me. And Janelle, you'll get to know me um, well, e- even if just through social. And, and all of us should meet face-to-face and definitely lock down this, this love triangle thing we have going. But I want to say that I have been known to have used salty language as well. <laughs> I pull out the social science. Not you. <laughs> I'm Italian and Jewish, and that you get what you get, right? So, so there is um, a lot of spice. It totally. makes it bigger. <laughs> I do pull out the social sciences that show that it's a sign of genius. So there you go, Catherine. F bomb away. This has been so great. I I think this transition to you, Janelle, it has already been smooth and I have so enjoyed. And I think Catherine, you are the perfect guest for this time of transition. You are um, engaging and just calming. There's a calming way about you. Now I have followed you. You two can be spicy and I I just love it. You're multifaceted, many um, colorful stories, I'm sure some of which we should share over wine. So um, <laughs> we'll make it a point to do that. I want to thank you so much, both of you, for being here today as guest and co-host. And Catherine, if people want to reach out to you, and I'm certain they do, um, how would they do that? How would they reach you? Yes, obviously. Um, please feel free, everybody, to follow me on Twitter at Catherine V. Lou, um, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram at Catherine Lou. You can learn more about the Lou Edwards Group and the work that we do at www.louedwardsgroup.com and email me at Catherine at louedwardsgroup.com. Very nice, very nice. And folks, in case you didn't get to jot that down, I always include the how to connect with or how to contact my very special guests in the, in the blog that I write. So I'll sync the podcast into a blog and within 48 hours, you'll see that on my website, freemanmeansbusiness.com, where you can click on the link and learn more about Catherine, her background, a few pictures that maybe can tell the story of her in visuals and her uh, contact information so that you can connect with her. So thank you very much, Catherine, for being here today. And thank you too, Janelle, for doing such a great job co-hosting. Next week, you're on your own, and I have no doubt it will be amazing. This thank was you, so Susan much fun. and Janelle. Loved it. This is so much fun. I can't wait to meet you face-to-face. We're going to have wine dates when we can. Otherwise, we can have a Zoom wine session. When it's- Wonderful. <laughs> thank you both. All right, Catherine and Janelle, thank you. And listeners, have a great day and tune in tomorrow. Bye-bye. Hi, Susan. Uh, This is Lori Kirstein with um, the Goodbye Good Girl Project, also Business by Humans, which is actually my show here on Anchor. You just interviewed Nancy Sloan, who I've known since high school and loved dearly. And I just wanted to say thank you for doing that because she absolutely is a wonder woman and um, she deserves to be known for her incredible strength and humor. And you did that. Thanks. I appreciate you.
Bye now.